what's up podcast sort of listening people or uh, entirely podcast listening people you can't really oh well, I what's guess... up podcast sort of <laughs> listening people well i guess podcast well, because you can't really, I mean, you can kind of like listen to a podcast like half-heartedly or nonchalantly, but you can't really partially listen to it. Well, maybe if you listen to part of an episode, if you never finished your podcast, which I guess if your only podcast you listen to is WTF, you probably only listen to partial podcasts because you always skip over. Or like if you're like me, you'll manually skip over ads on about 75% of the podcasts you listen to. Are there Not any podcasts that you don't, which ones don't you skip over? Uh, I don't skip over the County Bang Bang ads usually because, um, like, I skip, usually... over, I skip over those. Is that illegal um, to admit? No, I don't think so. What if, it, what if it were illegal to skip commercials? <laughs> what are you, 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 yeah, it would be weird <laughs> if you were legally obligated to sit through advertisements. It'd be very, very strange. Uh, you That's know, probably, I'll... what is that? A, what is that? A black mirror? Imagine an advertisement that you yeah. had to watch. And, but then it'd have to be, like, really sort of, like, heavy-handed and obvious, but also really self-congratulatory. <laughs> yeah. for, like, that's a, the, isn't that why every episode of Black Mirror ends with a ticker tape parade for Black Mirror? <laughs> it might as well, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, like, you know, it's like, it's like you know, uh, mixing a nice healthy dose of, like, mean-spirited smarm about the world or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get a Black Mirror episode, but it's British, so everybody loves it. Uh, everyone loves quite... <laughs> everyone loves those those English people. That's why people love Downton Abbey or whatever. Like people, it's it's very it's very trendy to enjoy like a Sherlock on BBC with Benedict Cumberbatch. But no, might, might are... I might I reveal my most controversial opinion about British television? What's that? That I think Fleabag is just okay. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a fair thing to say. Yeah, that seems about right. That seems about par for the course. I know people. It's a little overhyped. It is. Things get. I mean, anything that gets hyped to that degree is going to end up being overhyped, mm-hmm. or in the world of Sesame Street, Grover hyped, which is when Grover gets overhyped. <laughs> yeah, Grover gets overhyped. Is that why every episode of Sesame Street ends with a ticker tape parade for Grover, and why the next episode is so disappointing? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I know it's like an ensemble piece, Sesame Street. Also, they're yeah. all puppets, but it'd be amazing if like Grover became like the, I guess in a way, Elmo sort of became like the star of Sesame Street, from what I gather. Pro- not so- but Big Bird was the star of Sesame Street for a uh, long time. All right, you say he, he was the Big face. Bird. He or she, I don't know what Big Bird's. I, I think Big Bird canonically is a, is a woman. Canonically, really? I thought canonically he was a, a boy bird. Boy bird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I guess like if you ignore the gigantic Johnson that Big Bird has in every episode. Well, this is Chris. And are you googling? Wikipedia. Are you googling Big Bird Betas right now? I can hear you no, typing. I, 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 I can hear by the Big you know like how people can understand what you know like numbers you're typing based on the tones. Yeah. I can tell what you're typing, and you're typing Big Bird Betas. Well, no, I was typing Big Bird to Wikipedia because it's Krista Pat's Wikipedia. Guess what? Okay. His alias, according to Wikipedia, is Grand Sonny, a nickname given to him by his Granny Bird, uh, uh, by his best, uh, oh, his, yeah, by his Granny Bird. So, that, okay. That well, was- I Googled, I Wikipedia Big Bird Penis, and landed on the entry for penis. <laughs> Well, I already told you, so if you wanted to try and disprove me, you should have Googled Big Bird Vagina and seen what happened. 
All right, I'll Google it. All right. Okay, big bird vagina. First entry, vagina. Ah, <laughs> uh, just the concept of... The se- for some reason, for both, within the on on Wikipedia's uh, personal search engine, mm-hmm. within the first five, Pam Greer showed up for big bird penis and big bird vagina. <laughs> now, I don't know what that means. I, well, but, I, but... I wonder if maybe... Oh, because she has a movie called The Big Bird Cage. Mmm, The Big Bird Cage. Not The Big Bird Cage. <laughs> the Big Bird Cage, yeah. Well, it was uh, a sequel big... to, the, to The Bird Cage. Oh, wow. Big Bird with Michelle Obama on Billy on the Street with host Billy Eichner. They're in a grocery wow. store. There's, Bill Bird. There's two photos of uh, her... The Wikipedia uh, photo of Big Bird is just as depressing as every <laughs> Wikipedia photo. Sitting on a stool. Yeah, but it's not even like... That's not even like Big Bird. That's just Big Bird at Sesame Place. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like... Well, go down a, to the next picture. Sesame Place employee. <laughs> go down to okay. the next picture. Oh, God. <laughs> is that when Al Roker dressed up as Big Bird for, like, the NBC horrific Halloween <laughs> oh, spectacular? They do, I know they did the... Fucking uh, peanuts one where everybody looked like that a was nightmare. Horrifying. That was so. Did bad. you? I, I might have talked about this before, but there's that SNL sketch with the where they're all dressed as the like, peanuts characters, and they move the football, and I think Chris Kattan is playing Charlie Brown, and he just like is gushing blood from the head. <laughs> uh, but the makeup on them is so horrific because it like they have like these like casts on their head to make them like big and round, but like there's like a putty that David like. Putty connects to their there's a david putty that connects to their faces which makes their face look stretched out to these giant heads it is horror it's like a david cronenberg style body horror yeah man i decided to look up the wikipedia page for the sesame street presents movie follow that bird which i watched as a child to see uh who because i know there's like some people who are in it uh like you know uh but then I, people doing voice, oh, voices and what have you. Oh, humans. Uh, those are Muppet performers, which include oh, cameo guest stars. That's what I was looking for. Waylon Jennings as truck driver. Sandra Bernhardt as grouch diner waitress. Chevy Chase as newscaster. John Candy as state trooper. And Paul Bartel as grouch diner cook. We got Paul Bartel showing up in a mystery movie. Very different than his uh, movies he directed, such as Death Race 2000 and Eating Raul. <laughs> Oh, oh no! As I say, he's younger than I realized. It's like, oh no, he just died twenty years ago. That's his. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, Nature of the Beast. Uh, Nature of the Beast. Here's Barbara Bush. A uh, picture of Barbara Bush with Big Bird. It turns out Big Bird's a regular yeah, bootlicker. Big Bird is the original Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yeah, I wish it would be. It would be great if if. Uh, because, like, Michelle Obama's mm-hmm. been on Sesame Street quite a few times. I, w- I am curious what would happen if Melania Trump went on Sesame Street. Not that I, I don't know if they would, uh, I don't know if the, you know, the Children's Workshop would welcome such controversy. <laughs> but they might. <laughs> just to kind of, just to kind of mix if, it up uh, a little bit. Oscar the Grouch really, you know, took her down a notch or two. It's like, listen here, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would really. I, I mean, uh, I mean, it would be famously uh, the least canceled Muppet, oh, Muppet yeah, of the no. week. Uh, He'd be yeah. like the most renewed be, Muppet of the yeah. week. If, People would if, love it. If Oscar the Grouch, if, if Oscar the Grouch looked, Melania Trump looked her looked Melania Trump in the eyes and said, "Look, listen here, you rotten asshole." A lot of shit to say about you and your husband, uh, and then like just really like laid in to 
Melania Trump and be like, what's with all this B best bullshit? What do you what do you think you do? Oh, Paul Bartel was in Chopping Mall and Munchies. What a career. I've, I've never seen either of those uh, He was like um, a real... People like Chopping Mall, uh, though, right? Maybe. Chopping Mall was directed by like a kind of like a a horny gentleman, like a notably like horny gentleman, I think maybe in them. <laughs> a, hor- a horny man? <laughs> no, but like, he like, he's like a... Uh, I'm like looking a, at it. All right. Jim Wynorski. I don't know him. Oh, he directed a bunch of erotic yeah. thrillers. Okay, he's a, yeah. he's a Corman person. Yeah, a lot of okay. erotic figures like Cleavage Field. Sins of Desire. So, yeah. Okay. He so made... Squirt, Sorceress 2, Demolition High, Demolition University. Well, you, yeah. So he's just like made a bunch yeah. of B-movies. Yeah, yeah so he made his first erotic... Uh, he directed, I'm assuming this is Cleavage a Cloverfield uh, parody. Yeah. Cleavage Field, yeah. It, unless it's a Garfield parody. <laughs> the Hills Have Thighs? Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, he made the, the Bear Wedge project, project and uh, made several other, okay. made several other erotic parody movies. Busty Cops, The Witches of Breastwick, and its sequel, Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade. Uh, House on Hooter Hill, The Da Vinci Co-Ed. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, the Paranoctor's activity. He's made a lot yeah, of he movies. Just, he just works. My he works, God, he, works. he makes. Uh, he made Busty Coeds vs. Lusty Cheerleaders. Do you think he let? Oh, nine seven six two evil nine seven six evil two, the Scared astral factor. <laughs> the return of Swamp Thing. That's like yeah. a film I've actually seen. Scared topless. Uh, let's see here, uh, Shark. Kansas Women's... Oh, no, that seems like it's actually like a, one of his slasher films. Oost. This is definitely my favorite one, the Sexy Wives Syndrome. Yeah. And Syndrome <laughs> is spelled S-I-N. Well, he made a... Apparently, either something was put in here twice, or he made two busty cops go Hawaiian movies because it's listed twice in his filmography, one in 2009 and 2010. What? But they both say that's a 2004 <laughs> like a related... Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, the actual entry says that it came out in 2004. It must be about yeah. the, one of the sequels, because there's yeah, a bunch and, of uh, them. The Bear Wench Project 2 is also called Scare Topless, so he apparently made two different Scare Topless movies. And his most recent erotic thriller, Legend of the Naked Ghost, which doesn't have its own Wikipedia page, which is unfortunate, because so many of his films, even these really terrible ones, seem to have their own Wikipedia pages, but yeah. Yeah, he's directing yeah. not so much uh, erotic thrillers way back in the day. Then he made Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, uh, which he was a director. He wrote and produced under a different name. This guy. The Bear Wench Project 3, Nymphs on Mystery Mountain. You know, at least these these uh, erotic uh, parody films have, like, some level yeah. of artistry to the title. Because I've been, like, very disappointed with, like, the the recent string of Upward yeah. parodies. Which is, like, the, like, part of the fun of those... Uh, porn parodies is their punny title. Yeah, I like it. Says uh, the 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 witches of Bre- some crazy. The witches of, oh, you know. the witches of Breastwick is a 2005 erotic <laughs> See, parody film, and it's a sequel. The film was also in a sequel, The Witches of Breastwick Two, also 2005. So they made the movie and the sequel in the same year. Stormy Daniels is in it. Holy shit! Stormy Daniels is in The wow. Witches of Breastwick. Way to go, Stormy! And then he made Komodo versus Cobra. He seems to make a lot of movies about animals fighting too. Like probably those like uh, he's got like, yeah, like Dino Croc versus Super Piranaconda movie, which the Piranaconda Roger Corman presents. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was on. Which seems to be combining is 
Direct edited oh, by Tony oh. Randall. It seems to be combining his interest at least based on the photo because it's got the, the scary looking monster, but also a woman in a bikini running away from the half fish, half snake. Starting Michael Madsen. So this is so this is the man that you described as a horny gentleman. Yeah, he seems like he's like a, a a horny guy. He likes to make horny related films. A <laughs> perfectly enough. Guess I oh, well this is out of date. I didn't realize that on Wikipedia they had to update their ages. Um, like year. Oh no no no. Never mind. Nice. Uh, he's sixty nine this year, which is perfect. Oh, let's see. The last film, A Dog on Hollywood, is a 2017 American children's film about a telepathic dog starring Jesse the Jack Russell, a dog who was a YouTube star. So that's what also he's uh, working on these days. Speaking of dogs. Yeah. Mm, he's mad because the neighbors yeah. are playing. So many. Playing fetch. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, hold on. I'm going to throw a, a Thunder shirt on. I will if, do that. Uh, I'll give you a second. All right, you got to bail. Talking about uh, uh, the actor Paul Logan, who was uh, in uh, A Dog on Christmas as Cutler. He's also been in The Last Sharknado, It's About Time, uh, Komodo vs. Cobra as Major Frank, Curse of the Komodo, Lethal Ladies, Return to Savage Beach, uh, and one episode of Friends, where he played the soap actor. Also an episode of Angel, and 12 episodes of the, the uh, soap opera Days of Our Lives. And also an episode of something called Erotic Confessions, which is a Cinemax Channel show that aired from 92 to 96 and is a video series from 94 to 97. Uh, Glenn Reaver has, oh, and it's a list of notable characters from the NBC soap opera Days of Our Lives. All right. Uh, we got the, got the Thunder shirt on him, which he hates because uh, it causes him to forget that he can move. Uh, in the household, we refer to it as uh, the halo, like in uh, Minority Report, and tell him that he's been convicted of future crimes. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Because he goes into, like, a stasis. <laughs> he's just frozen, which is crazy, because, like, the Thunder shirt, from what I understand, is just supposed to, like, yeah. give him the feeling of being swaddled. <laughs> so it's just, like, a big blanket that he wears around. And he loves blankets, but he hates this thing. But it works, because he, he calms yeah. down as soon as yeah. we put it on. Anyway, that's a little little yeah. quarter about my dog's Yeah. Death. A uh, good boy. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Minority Report in many, many a moon. I don't know if it holds up at all. Maybe it does. I watched it a couple of months ago. It was really fun. Uh, except for the fact that, like, the ending, you could yeah, see it well, coming a mile away. Kid Rock away. could famously smell a pig from a mile away, according to this all cowboy. I mean, I mean, he, he must have been uh, very disturbed watching the film because he probably knew that... Uh, who is it, Christopher Plummer yeah. or Max von Sydow? I think it's Max von Sydow in that movie. He's the, yeah, he's like the Max bad von guy. Like you can tell, like as That's, soon yeah. as he walks on screen. Yeah, like as, as soon as he walks he's on, you're like, oh, there, there's the guy. Like, you know, he's the bad guy. Really, you put him in a movie, he, mm-hmm. you, you can tell like if there's going to be a bad guy, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. Demolition yeah. Yeah. It's like if you put yeah. like Jeremy Strong yeah, in a movie, it's like that's not the hero. <laughs> but like he, it can work if like uh, say like if he's like the um, Mark not Strong. Jeremy Strong, that's the guy from what's it yeah. fucking what Mark Strong. Um, the, the if you like have him as like kind of mm-hmm. like the red herring villain or something, that can work. But like yeah, it just like really throw. It, it's like a really weak point. In Minority Report, yeah. which is a movie I think is really Mar- cool. Mar- Mark, anyway, yeah, that's been Mark Minority Strong Report. Who, uh, <laughs> was in uh, he's he's uh, uh, in the Sherlock movies in Brothers and Brothers Kick-Ass Grimsby, and uh, Tinker Taylor's Older Spy. Sacha Baron Cohen in Brothers Grimsby. <laughs> 
No one saw that movie. No one knows what that is. Vera Cohen is like, you know, he and Mark Strong are like types and they like, uh, they... It's a terrible mm-hmm. movie. I know what it is, uh, but no one knows that, what well, it is. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen movies are all terrible. I didn't see it. I just heard about did, it. I, did could, you see I it? got the reviews were terrible, and like when I heard about them. I've never been a fan I of. Gotta, I got a Cohen. soft spot Even for since, Borat. Like, the days before he's making movies, like just when the LEG was, you know, popping or whatever. I was like, I don't like this guy's shtick. I don't think it's interesting or good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, didn't I see him something? Um, did I see him in something that I liked recently? Name some Sacha Baron Cohen oh, movies. Fuck. The yeah. Dictator. No, never saw it. Um, uh, what's it? Bruno. Not a very good movie. that thing he had on Netflix where he was like kind of serious. Oh, I didn't watch that. My dad kept telling me to watch it though, so it you know you know what that means. So, yeah. It's about a it's about a man who's going undercover. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the Catcher was a spy. Oh ah, man! The Mo Berg yeah. movie starring uh, Paul Rudd that nobody saw. Someone someone recently told me that uh, about that film, and like I refuse to believe that that was the title of it. Uh, the Catcher that was a, well, they kept saying that it was it was called The Catcher that was also a spy. <laughs> <laughs> so like I was like, that's such an unwieldy title. Man, this movie bombed. Oh, yeah. All right, it's sorry. all right. Um, but, uh, the movie The Naked Ghost was actually um, original. There's original title of the movie Scare Topless, directed by. It's an erotic thriller film for director Jim Wynarski. Uh, 80 minutes long, released in 2015, starring Danica Dillon. I don't know who that is. Oh, a pornographic actress. I Did you know? Wait, she has her own the, page, which it I wasn't guess. the Brothers Grimsby. It's just called Grimsby, but it was released in the United States as The Brothers no. Grimsby. Grimsby oh, okay. is such a strange title for a movie. Yeah, maybe you didn't want to confuse it with uh, a good, Bieber, very good movie, another movie that was. Yeah, but yeah, but that was like you know like a. Have you seen the uh, the weird horror movie about that's like a with the fucking animatronic robot like band guys or whatever like the country like, bears oh the oh the banana no the like the, no, oh the, the movie no, that i, I the I, movies I that i like the banana splits movie it's the about banana the banana splits, splits. yeah but like they're like evil no. and it's like a horror film comedy sort of thing that came out i was conflating with that five nights uh, oh. freddy's or whatever movie but, in the meantime uh, i will read you the list I, of films that i think are good Sacha Baron Cohen movies. All right. Talladega Nights. Sweeney Todd. I like Sweeney Todd. Hugo. Yeah. Uh, I thought Anchorman 2 was okay, but I haven't wanted to go back and watch it since. I think he just has like a cameo in it. Uh, Oh, yeah. And Borat. And I think that is it. He has Mm. not made a lot of good movies, huh? Uh, I watched one episode of his show from last year. Oh, he's very funny on Eastbound and Down. Uh, uh, the Who is America? Do you remember that show? And I found it to be oh, yeah. a little too oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, Who is America? Mm, that's it's not for me. It was just re- very scary. I watched like a clip of like yeah. a, like like I think like an elected official like just like running around screaming the N word, and I was just like, this is so sad. <laughs> this is like re- a true like yeah. really like. I know that, like, that's part of the show's, like, intent is to, like, showcase, like, how horrific uh, some of America is, but it was just, like, really hard, really sad. Just made me, just bummed me out. 
Mm-hmm. Jason Spencer, Republican state representative from Georgia. We live in hell. Have, has, mm-hmm. tr- truly, truly, uh, honestly, <laughs> deeply, we live in hell. Well, at least we have all the films of Jim Wynoski. Also, yeah, this Banana Splits movie is a 19, 2019 American comedy horror film uh, based on the cartoon characters or whatever. In the movie, a family attends a live taping of the Banana Splits television series, but trying the the to survive... Uh, it's called the Banana Splits movie. It's like a horror movie. Basically, like the Banana Splits have been like, are like you know animatronic characters, but they find out the show's being canceled, and so they start like who a let killing spree around the, the studio. Who owns the whatever. rights to the Banana like Splits a, that let them do that? Uh, I feel like part of the reason they were able to do it is because like the uh, rights or something were like, or like they were like, cheaper, like uh, easy to get or whatever. Because like. Warner Brothers apparently owns it now or something, but mm-hmm. like it was like created by Hanna Barbera, so uh, I guess Warner Brothers Television Group st- uh, announced this collaborating with Blue Ice Pictures on a film adaptation, which would take a horror. I guess they're like, well, we're not doing anything like this with this or whatever, so let's just like you know let them have like you know do something with it. Like if we got the rights, to the- and maybe I feel like if like it's a sort of thing where it's like you use the characters so you can like keep their name out there keep the rights right going, you gotta like do something with whatever. it or you're like you lose them if you don't use it you lose yeah. it as they say yeah uh, that's true uh uh, uh patrick uh, uh <laughs> music by pat music by patrick stump mm-hmm. in this movie by the way it earned on the sci-fi channel mm-hmm. in october of this year and it was released on I mean, I do love, uh, the one thing I do love unequivocally about the Banana Splits is the Dickies cover of their theme song. Clapping back into the show because we had some technical difficulties. We were were busy talking about the Dickies cover of the Banana Splits theme song. And uh, Chris became so uh, enraged that I said I liked the song that he, he moved his arm and knocked his mic right out of his computer. That must have been what it is. I, yeah, because, yeah, ironically, we, we, well, in the colloquial use of the word, we were talking about the Blana Splits horror movie, which is about technology running amok, and then uh, my audio, like, stopped recording. So you missed uh, people who, you know, uh, I thought I was still recording, but I wasn't, and I was just going to splice it all together, and they'd be like, you know, come what may, just listen to us cross-talking each other, but... That's not going to be possible. You missed all of the great content that was going on during the time, which is mostly us being like, I don't think your mic's working. I don't have something's wrong. And me just like vamping, like, you know, as one does. But yeah, so we can jump back into the fire, uh, as it were. Uh, yeah, we we're talking about. I, oh, I was trying to talk about how they made a, uh, a in the 70s, a Banana Splits movie that's not like a horror film, which is like, it was like a TV special. I'm not actually familiar with the Banana Splits really at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm familiar with many things from old-timey culture and old-timey television, certainly, but the Banana Splits has somehow Well, they evaded. weren't really, it, like, I don't remember it being uh, in syndication uh, mm. really when I was a kid, like, of, like, all, like, the Hanna-Barbera kind of like 60s and 70s television that I saw. Yeah. Like it wasn't on Nick at Night, which was like my yeah, primary no. source for that kind of thing. And yeah. even like the older shows that would air on Nickelodeon and PBS, that wasn't among them. Yeah, because I know they used to show uh, back in the day on uh, like a, maybe a Nick at Night or, or Nick Nickelodeon. Or Pix 11. They, I don't know they would show uh, 
No. They would show H&R Puffin stuff, I know. Mm-hmm. That was something that was on reruns. And I would not watch it because the ads that I was showing, the ads, uh, the, um, like, uh, where that kid turns into a flute or whatever, and I found it very disturbing. I was like, I'm not watching this show. A kid turns into a flute, and that's fucked up. So, fuck you, H&R Puffin stuff. <laughs> H-R Puffin, not H-N-R, which would be, like, a H&R Block Puffins. What if H&R Block and, H- and H-R Puffin stuff were combined into one entity? I think it would go a little something like this. Do 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 do. I'm a magical man from a magic land. I'm doing your taxes. Blah 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 blah. I actually I don't know enough about the show to uh, do the. Uh, that would be like um, something they would have done like in the like first season of Saturday Night Live, which means it would have been like a a 12 minute long sketch uh, with like John Belushi as like some uh, H uh, R Puff and stuff sort of character, just like uh, you know, and then it'd be like have like five jokes in 12 minutes, mm-hmm. and that would be. You know, the nature of the beast. I'm uh, no. I'm uh, looking at the uh, page for the uh, Land of the Lost, but like the 1991 version that I watched as a child, starring Timothy Bottoms. Starring Timothy Bottoms. Yeah, he played the the father on this show. He's uh, he was in various movies, and all he played. That's the name. Reason I recognize his name is because he played. George W. Bush in the sitcom That's My Bush. And mm-hmm. also the comedy film and also the comedy film The Crocodile Hunter Collision Course, which is an Australian American adventure comedy film based on the nature documentary television series The Crocodile Hunter. It stars Steve Irwin and his wife Terry Irwin. Apparently they made a Crocodile Hunter comedy movie. Yeah, collision course. Uh yeah, which oh well, it made money. Budget twelve million, box office thirty three point four million. You don't remember Collision Course? No. No, but it featured go. Timothy Bottoms as the U.S. President George W. Bush, and Bindi Irwin as herself at the end credits as a baby, mm-hmm. uh, and a bunch of other people acting. In the the, uh, the the poster for it is really great. Yeah, it is. So it's crikey. Bruce Willis uh, produced it. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Well, he made money off it. I'm sure because it made. Oh, profit. he made uh, money on the back end on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Indeed, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, how filmmaking goes. Film, well, there's an entire sec- section for film aspect ratios on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it was shot in different aspect ratios, or that's just like what's available? Yeah, so. it was shot in two film aspect ratios. No, just like uh, the, uh, of course, just like the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's just another thing that <laughs> Collision Course and the Grand Budapest Hotel share in common. Yeah. Congratulations, director John Stainton. Also, yeah. Film up, 53% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars. Three out of – he was yeah. – people say he was losing it, like, towards, uh, you know, like, you know, as he got older and sicker, and he started to get, like, a little softer a mm-hmm. bit in his reviews. Uh, I, I believe that's where it began. Yeah. You see a couple of likable people journeying through the outback, encountering dangerous critters, and getting too close for comfort while lecturing us on their habits and dangers and almost being killed by them. <laughs> Was his review. Um, All right. We're about out of time, but I wanted yeah. to ask you really quickly, because I'm looking mm-hmm. at the Kellogg's Discontinued Serials oh, yeah. uh, section, and I was curious if you knew the name of all of the Bart Simpson uh, Kellogg cereal. Hmm. Well, there's a peanut butter one. Yeah, that's one. Peanut butter chocolate crunch cereal. Yeah. I have a... Um, uh, a magnet featuring the image of that box, which of is course. why... Yeah. 
uh, along with my Gremlin serial magnet and my Bill and Ted serial magnet. The three wise men. <laughs> also, a box uh, magnet featuring the box art for the old video game Bart Simpson versus the Space Mutants. Bad game. Yeah, good uh, magnet. Let's see. Uh, but I uh, shit. What other f- my fucking serials might he have had? Um, There's Bart Simpsons. Sim- Simpsonos. No, close. Pro- no problemos. Uh, and Bart Simpson's Eat My Shorts, which is just nothing. Uh, there's also uh, a Homer Simpson's Donut cere- Cinnamon oh, I Donut Cereal. Yep. I remember that. That's good. Yeah, it's like a... That's good of, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of like French Toast Crunch, but with they, donuts and Homer Simpson. They should have had the Simpsons serialized television cereal. Yeah. They should have had the Tracy Ullman O's. And be like um, a really like... Uh, you know, like a rough draft of the cereal. Like, oh, we had this idea, and like it's kind of like a crude idea for the cereal, but we're gonna just put it out there anyways. But uh, and then they could have had Moe's, and because he's got his name's like an O for like an O sound for cereals, or an O sound for sex, as we learned from the movie Office Space. Mm-hmm. That O face. The, yeah. The lasting legacy of the film. Well, the last thing I see that film is people liking the first like two thirds of it, and nobody sticking around to watch the final third of it. But the Superman two, the Superman two stuff, or the Superman three stuff? Which Superman movies? I think it's number uh, three. Three. Uh, yeah, where they fun. steal the money? Yeah, like well, after that, people just like totally give up on it or whatever. Yeah, it does but, have a bit of uh, a little bit of that stripes syndrome. Although yeah. I think most of the, I think it's, I think the, uh, the last act, the last like act of Office Space. It works a lot better than Stripes. That's true. That's fair. Stripes, yeah, it is like the most Stripes-like thing. I don't think I've ever seen all of it, even though I've seen like the first like two. There's a bunch, but I have to go to the bathroom extremely bad. Oh, so let's, I uh, would... let's, <laughs> let's end wrap this episode. Uh, uh, thank you, Gabber Media. At it's Bazooka Joe on Twitter. At Bazookawitz on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> because you're Matt and I'm Chris. We never said that at all. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, we never said this episode of Chris and Matt's Kimblykopedia. We barely said that. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening and using our new catchphrase borrowed from Home Improvement for signing off. Naked sex time.